ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان الاصدق الكلام كلام الله والخير الهدي حدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدع وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار وبعد حياكم الله if it's possible for that side to come as far possible close to this side because when i talk i like to see everybody and that kind of side is not in my vision if you can come a bit closer for those who are able inshallah tonight's topic is a very very important one and it's something that we should look at in a different angle what i mean by a different angle is every single person here tonight brother and sister knows about the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam knows about and affirms that he is the final messenger and what we have going to mention perhaps you have heard many things before as well but a different angle is what i want to mention is what priority are we given and importance are we given to the greatest man to set foot on this earth sallallahu alaihi wasallam alhamdulillah as you've already heard from some of our brothers and the mashaykh that they spoke about our messenger and his khasais and his virtues so we'll start off by saying that this man our prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam he should be known to us and our children and our wives and our husbands his name should be the name that we hear the most in our household for indeed he was sent as a mercy to mankind qala allahu azza wa jal wa ma arsalnaka illa rahmatan lil alamin allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says and you were not sent o muhammad except as a rahma a mercy lil alamin how is allah azza wa jal sending this man as a mercy what does that mean how is he a mercy for us he himself sallallahu alayhi wasallam affirms and says inma ana rahmatun muhdat he himself said regarding himself that i am rahma i am a mercy 
Now that does look very nice. And I do love my coffee, but how am I supposed to drink that in between? That, that should have been after. Sorry. <laughs> but it does look tempting. Tabarakallah. So the Messenger وسلم, he himself he said that he is a mercy. Meaning he is the one that guides. So we'll start off with this first and foremost. That know that he is a mercy to us. For verily he came with that which we did not know. And he came with that which will aid us if we follow. قال الله عز وجل لقد من الله على المؤمنين إذ بعث فيهم رسولا من أنفسهم that indeed Allah عز وجل favored the believers when he sent to them a messenger amongst themselves يتلو عليهم عياته ويزكيهم ويعلمهم الكتاب والحكمة sent to him sent to them a messenger amongst themselves who recited his verse who purifies them teaches him the book and hikmah, his sunnah, the book meaning the Quran and his sunnah. And then look what Allah says, وَإِن كَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلَ لَفِي ضَلَالٍ مُّبِينٍ And before his coming, then indeed you was in manifest error. Just ponder upon that verse. That Allah Azza wa Jal has said that he has favored the believers by sending this man. But we only become favored if we take his teaching. If we utilize what he has given us to purify ourselves and our homes and our families and our offspring by learning the book and by learning his sunnah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes him as well. Listen to the description that Allah has mentioned him. Verily there has come unto you a messenger. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from amongst yourselves and it grieves him who the messenger of Allah that you should receive harm and difficulty and he is concerned regarding the believers and with regarding the believers he is full of piety kindness and mercy look at what Allah has described him with <coughs> that he wants good for us he doesn't want a hardship for us. And throughout this lecture you will see that how this ease can come and what he feared. Because if we turn away and neglect this man and his teachings, and why I say neglect, perhaps that is hard for your ears. Because the asal and foundation of Dawat al-Salafiyyah is Kitab wa Sunnah. But we need this reminder. Because we're not living by the way of his sunnah. We're not living in our full capability of what we can follow this man, this rahmah. And we're not implementing in our homes. Our homes now, there are other more important things in our home. There are other names in our home that are being mentioned. There are other figures in our homes that are being mentioning more than the messenger. How can that be? And he is a mercy to us. And he is a guidance to us. By following his way, there is huge benefit for us in this life and in the hereafter. So we then, لَبُدَ كُلِّ مُسْلِمٍ وَمُسْلِمَةٍ يَعْرِفُ هَذَا النَّبِي It is imperative 
that every male and female Muslim know about this Prophet, know about his seerah, know about his life, know about his family, know about what he came with, that we have ma'rifah and we teach our children and we teach our beloved ones. Every single home should know about Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fa'idah. Muhammad tatawwarat hadhi dunya la yatagayr al-asl. Remember this. That regardless of this world advancing and the modern technology that we have, meaning it's changing the asal will not change the asal foundation that we have is obedience to Allah and his worship so whatever zaman whatever time we have so regardless whatever time and place that we will be in Success, happiness and bliss in every time and place will be by following the book of Allah and the sunnah of this messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam الذي هو معلم الخير وحذر من سبل الخسران The one that teaches us good and warned us against every harmful path. This is where the salvation lies. وَنَّ الضَّلَالَ وَالشَّقَاءَ and misguidance and misfortune sadness lies in opposing his way imam ahmad rahimullah ta'ala he said nazartu fil mushaf fa wajadtu fihi ta'at rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi thalathi wa thalathin mawdi'an imam ahmad he says i looked into the quran and i found that the obedience to the messenger, to be obedient to the messenger and to follow his way, it was mentioned 33 times in 33 different places. It has been mentioned. So that was the muqaddimah. So what I wish to talk about tonight is regarding the importance of his affair by way of mentioning Adilla in three categories. And the first one is Amr. Min Allah Azza wa Jal. Li ta'ati rasulihi wa ta'atir ma amara bi. So the first one will be the command of Allah to be obedient to his messenger and to follow that which he has commanded. The second part we will focus on al wa'd wa thana. That the promise. And the praise of Allah for those who follow the way of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Wal bayan husnul aqibatu amri, and the end result of the one that is obedient to the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and how that pleases Allah, and how that is something that will get a person into Jannah. And the last one. The threat and the dispraise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding his punishment for those who are disobedient and for those 
who oppose the way of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the detrimental ending that he will have in the akhirah in this life and in the akhirah for the one that abandons the way of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam so the first one is the proof where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says ya ayyuhalladhina amanu and nida for the believers those of you who believe ati Allah wa ati rasul obey Allah and obey his messenger wa ulil amri minkum and those who have been put in authority over you fa in tanazatum fa shay'in farudduhu ila Allah wa rasul and if you differ in your affairs then take it back to Allah and his messenger in kuntum tu'minuna billahi wal yawmil akhir dhalika khairun wa ahsanu ta'wila indeed if you believe in Allah and the last day that is better and more suitable suitable for the final determination ibn jarir rahimahullah ta'ala regarding this verse he says ya ayyuhalladhina amanu those who you those of you who believe ati Allah rabbakum be obedient to your lord in that which he has commanded you and stay away from that which he has prohibited for you Muhammadan, and be obedient to the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam for indeed in the obedience to his messenger is obedience to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for indeed allah commanded that so that is the first verse let this be an ikhtisar let this be something in bullet points that you can utilize tomorrow something which is compact that you have bayna yaday where you can implement for yourself and on your family and in your children because we need we need to have that name mentioned often we need to know regarding this man muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his sunnah in our homes because wallahi many of us and our children are suffering because we want them to be a certain way but we're not taking time out to teach them and all they know is muhammad as a name they don't know his haquq they don't know his rights they don't know what his sunnah is what he commands then how if they do not know then how do you expect them yatanawul rahmatu how do you expect them to gain the rahma and follow that guidance when they don't even know anything about this man sallallahu alayhi wasallam to show you also the makan and the station that allah azawajal has given the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam allah he says fala rabbika la yu'minuna hatta yuhakkimuka fi ma shajara bainahum but no by your lord they will have no they cannot have no faith until they make you a muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam a judge in all disputes between them thumma la yajiduna fi anfusihim haraja mimma qadayt wa yusallimu taslima and they find in themselves no resistance against your decision and they accept it with full submission the mufassirun say falamma nafa al-iman hatta tujid hadhihi al-ghaya allah azza wa jal has negated iman he has gate he's negated iman and complete faith with the absence of this ghaya 
And that ghaya is what? What is that goal? That you set him as a judge. So if he is not a judge in your affairs, then you cannot complete this iman. So then this indicates and shows that setting Muhammad as a judge in your affairs is wajib. Because you cannot gain complete faith except with this. And if you don't have that and you don't accept that, then you will be naqis. If, billah alaykum, if we accepted this in all our affairs, how many how many arguments have we had with our wives, with our mothers, fathers, brothers, community? How many of us have really stood back and accepted the decision of what is haq and allowed the sunnah of the messenger وسلم, to judge in our affairs? Purely, I mean, sincerely, and even though you know you're wrong, you sincerely Surrender to what Allah's command is and Allah's law and the sunnah. And let that sunnah be the judge between us. How many? We'll find that in actuality we claim this. But when it comes to tatbiq, to implement this in our lives, we find at that time the sunnah becomes second best. And what we feel takes precedence. Or what we think is right. But you will never, ever, ever fall into despair if you surrender to the sunnah. Wallahi. It's hard, but that's where the barakah lies. Humble yourself to the sunnah of our messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is how things will get rectified. But if we don't make that number one, and we put it to number two, know that your mashakil, they will continue. They will forever continue. So in a taslim, so to surrender to the hukum of the messenger of Allah and make him as a judge, it is what? Rida bi hukmihi is that you are pleased with the verdict of what the sunnah says. Wa amalu bi sunnatihi and that you act upon his sunnah. Wa qubulaha and you accept the sunnah. Taib wal inqiyad laha you submit to the sunnah. And you love the sunnah as well. You love it. These are the things that must be established before we can say that we have surrendered. We have submitted to Allah and His Messenger. That we are pleased with the verdict, that whatever is being said, we're pleased with it. We act upon the sunnah, we accept it and we submit to it, and we also like and love it. Not that we're going to accept it, but we dislike it. These are principles, wallahi, if we had in our lives or we did more, I can't say it's absolutely void. Every person is on different darajat or on different levels. But the more of this, then alhamdulillah, the more barakah and blessings you will have in your home. Another verse which shows you the makan and the station of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah states, وَمَن يُتِعَ الرَّسُولُ فَقَدْ اللَّهِ and whomsoever obeys the messenger, then indeed he has obeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we claim that we love Allah, and we claim, alhamdulillah, to follow the way of Allah, then follow the messenger. And obeying the messenger is in actuality obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
And that is also made manifest, Ibn Kathir mentions in his tafsir, that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam likewise says, وَمَنْ عَطَانِي فَقَدْ عَطَاءَ اللَّهِ The Messenger of Allah himself says, whoever has obeyed me has indeed obeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَنْ عَصَانِي فَقَدْ عَصَاءَ اللَّهِ And whoever disobeys me has indeed disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the obedience to the Messenger is also obedience to Allah. And disobedience to him is disobedience to the to Allah Azzawajal. Next one. Allah Azzawajal has explained. And each ayah, or many of the ayat, you find the tafsir of it and the explanation of it lies within the sunnah. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَنَّ هَذَا That verily this is the straight path. So follow it. And do not subul And do not follow the other paths, for indeed they will separate you away from the path of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. A sunnah to fasir ayah. The sunnah is an explanation of this. The hadith of Ibn Mas'ud, when he said khatta Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam khattan the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam drew a line with his hand, and then. He said, This is the path of Allah, the straight path. And then from there to the right and to the left, he had other lines and other paths that are going. And then he said, As for these other paths, then indeed there is a devil and a shaitan on these paths. These other ways are the ways of the shaitan. There is only one path of Allah. There is only one haq. And Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, ta'ala, he says, That the one who has an intellect, if he was to ponder upon this example, what the messenger did in this hadith, and for the one that wants to meet Allah, then he would know, that all of these other paths are paths that are shaitan calling to. And they are the examples of all of these different tawa'if. Like the khawarij, the mu'tazila, the jahmiya, rafida, all of these, ahl al-kalam, al-ash'ariya, all of them. وَإِنَّ قُلَّ مِنْهُمْ لَهُ سَبِيلٍ يَخْرُجُ بِهِ عَمَّا عَلَيَّ الصَّحَابُ وَأَحْلَ الْحَدِيثِ Every one of them is on a path other than the path of Allah Azza wa Jal. But they all claim that are upon the haq. But every one of them, they oppose the way of the Sahaba and Ahlul Hadith. And that's what it goes to show you. It is imperative for us, my brother and my sister, that we understand our religion with the understanding of the Sahaba. So much fitan that came about with the Tawa'if because they abandoned the way of the Sahaba. Even when Ibn Abbas went to the Khawarij, he said, I don't see amongst you any of the Sahaba. That is a benchmark. That is something that we work with. That we always look to the understanding of the Sahaba. So, so what Shaykh Islam ibn Taymiyyah has mentioned, that all of these other paths, they fall into this. And then he said, but if you was to look, they are the ones that the Messenger, المعصوم, the one that is free of any mistake, the one that does not speak of desire that he mentioned regarding them. So we must 
the more sunnah you have, the more you know about this one that is sent as a mercy to us, the more chance that we have to be on that Sirat al-Mustaqeem. The less confusion that we will have. Because things are so clear. Because what the Messenger وسلم, left us with is clear. There is no doubt and no shak. The next verse to show you regarding his makana. And it's ironic that Allah Azawajal has mentioned so much about the Prophet. And which each mention of him, look at the fawaid and look what Allah has said. If you follow him, this will happen. Ponder upon this following verse. يَا يُوَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اسْتَجِيبُوا لِلَّهِ وَلِلْرَسُولِ إِذَا دَعَاكُمْ لِمَا يُحْيِيكُمْ That Allah says, O you who believe, answer Allah by obeying Him. And His Messenger, when He calls you to that which gives you life. Allah has referred it to as life. وَأَلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهِ يُحَوْلُ بَيْنَ الْمَرِّ وَقَلْبِهِ وَأَنَّهُ لَيْهِ تُحْشَرُونَ and know that Allah comes between a person and his heart. I.e. He prevents the evildoer from deciding anything. And verily to him, you shall all be gathered. Listen to the fawaid what Ibn al-Qayyim mentions regarding this verse. Jameel, you should write this down for those who have the ability to have pen and paper. That this verse, it consists of many affairs, many benefits. From them, أن الحياة النافعة إنما تحصل بالاستجابة لله وللرسول that the life that is beneficial that hayat that living and that life which is beneficial نافعة إنما تحصل بالإجابة للرسول لله وللرسوله that only comes about you answering to Allah and His Messenger. فَمَنْ لَمْ تَحْسُلْ لَهُ هَذِ الْإِسْتِجَابَةِ فَلَا حَيَاتَ لَهُ Listen to what he said. Whoever does not answer to the call of Allah and to the Messenger, and the call of Allah is what Allah commands in the Qur'an and whatever He forbids. And the call of the Messenger is His Sunnah. So whoever doesn't answer to this, فَلَا حَيَاتَ لَهُ He does not have no life. لَا حَيَاتَ He doesn't have a life. وَإِنْ كَانَتْ لَوْ حَيَاتِ الْبَحِيمًا مُشْتَرِكَ بَيْنُهُ وَبَيْنَ الْحَيَوَنَاتِ Even though he may have a hayat, meaning he may be living, but that living is coupled with the same type of living of the animals. فَلَحَيَاتُ الْحَقِيقَةِ الطَّيِّبَةِ But the real life, that pure and good life, it comes about answering to the call of Allah and to the Messenger, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Zahiran wa batinan What is apparent on your limbs And batinan What is in your heart You accept it within your heart Also Fahawlayhum ahya wa inmatu Verily these are the ones that are living Even if they die And as for the other ones Wagayrum amwat wa inkanu ahyanan abdan And those who do not answer to the call Even though they may be living with their limbs They're dead no life. So these are the fawaid that he mentioned. Then he goes on to mention 
ولهذا كان اكمل الناس حياه اكملهم استجابه لدعوه الرسول so the ones that are most complete in their lives are those who answer to the call of the messenger فان كل ما دعا اليه ففيه حياه for everything which the messenger calls to it gives you life فمن فاتت جزء من منه فات جزء من الحياه وفيه من الحياه بحسب ما استجاب للرسول every time you miss answering the call of the messenger his sunnah then a part of you is going to be missing the, because what he calls you to is life it gives you and your soul life so the more you answer to him the more life you have in your soul and everything which you miss then your naqis you're deficient and then ibn al-qayyim he said your living and your hayat or what you have it is based upon how much you are answering to the messenger so how much you're answering to his sunnah that will reflect regarding what you have regarding your hayat wallah words of wisdom and as for that part where he mentions wa'lamu anna allah yahawlu bayna al-marri wa qalbi know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes between a person and his heart the zahir is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes between a mu'min and a kafir comes between kufr wal iman that Allah comes between a believer and a disbeliever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes be, uh, between someone who has faith and someone who does not have faith or between ma'asi wa ta'a and between disobedience and obedience however That if an individual, or, and it can also carry the meaning as well, that if a person is bati, if a person is slow <coughs> in answering to the call of Allah and His Messenger, and he remains stagnant, and he doesn't answer to the call, then he is under the threat of what comes. Meaning, from the statement of Allah Azza wa Jal, وَنُقَلِّبُ أَفْئِدَتَهُمْ وَأَبْصَارُهُمْ كَمَا لَمْ يُؤْمِنُوا بِهِ أَوَّلَ مَرَّةِ And we shall turn their hearts and their eyes away from the guidance as they refuse to believe therein for the first time. And then we shall leave them in that which they have chosen to, to, in their trespass and they will wander blindly. So Ibn al-Qayyim, he also mentions فَلَمَّا زَاغُوا أَزَاغَ اللَّهُ قُلُوبَهُمْ and when they turned away from the path of Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah turned their hearts away from that right path. So there's also those who keep on saying Ghadan, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. I'll start fresh tomorrow. And they delay and they leave it. And likewise, they are under the threat of the verse and Allah Azza wa Jal will cause their hearts to turn. That they know the truth, but they don't act upon it. And this is why we have to seek refuge in Allah. That Allah does not make us from there, make our hearts turn. That we are not individuals who are just merely carrying this knowledge, but we don't act upon it. And then Allah Azza wa Jal, due to a punishment of us just carrying this knowledge without acting upon it, that we are individuals that our hearts then turn. That we become blinded to the truth. So listen to these other wise words of what Ibn al-Qayyim now he mentions. كَمَا أَنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَا حَيَاةَ لَهُ حَتَّى يُنْفِخُ فِيهِ الْمَلَكِ Ponder upon these beautiful words. 
just as a, a person is not alive up until the angel comes and blows the soul into the womb once that soul is blown in that soul then becomes alive so just the same way that that is needed then you cannot have a complete life up until you have within you blown the hayat of the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam so if you want to have that just as you that soul needs to come alive by the nafkh from the malik from the angel then likewise that soul to remain alive it needs the quran and it needs the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and at the proof of that what he uses the statement of allah and likewise we have inspired to you o muhammad ruhan min amrina we've inspired to you the ruhan here meaning ilm knowledge revelation from our command because allah says because you did not know regarding the book and you did not know regarding iman but we made it nur we made this what we inspired to you nur that it will guide whoever allah wills from amongst his slaves so this thing of the quran and the sunnah it is something that gives you life so just as a soul that needs to exist and be alive needs for the angel to blow that soul in likewise for you to have that real hayat for you soul to be living it has to have a nafkh al-rasul al-malaki wa kathalika nafkh al-rasul al-bashari meaning the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam so we need that nafkh that soul to be blown that gives you life meaning make your body become alive and to remain and have that that soul alive it needs a nafkh al-bashariya which is the sunnah of our messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam without that then you're a walking corpse so alhamdulillah these are from some of the benefits al-imam zuhri rahimullah ta'ala he says min allahi risala wa la rasul al-balag wa alayna taslim that the message and the risala is from allah and it is for our messenger muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam to convey it and it is for us to accept it it's as simple as that and our messenger muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the best example to come on the face of the earth so we have to have this sunnah his name mentioned practicing in the home everything unfortunately our homes infiltrated now by way of the social media social media now has entered our homes whether it be by tv whether it be by laptops computers smartphones wherever it will be too much time is given for that and that will not give your soul life that is not something that will guide you but rather it is the sunnah of the messenger of allah so we have to make this overpower our homes this is the only thing that we hear in our homes or the majority of what we hear not that we have these other things soap series tv programs 
musalsalat, all other things, games. These are things, wallahi, that have crept into our homes and we have to fight it together with your wives because the men are responsible for your wives. If you have a wife that is with you, that is on one hand and you are both united, then wallahi, it makes the affairs with the children very easy. But if the husband and wife are not united upon this, it's going to be very, very, very hard to unite your children upon it. So sister, aid your husband. Husband, brother, aid your wife. Because that is, alhamdulillah, if that is solid, then everything which is following will be alhamdulillah, because you are the examples for your children. Allah Azza wa Jal has mentioned, وَلَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ Indeed, in the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you have a very elevated example. لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهُ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهُ كَثِيرًا Whoever intends to meet Allah Azza wa Jal, وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ And whoever mentions Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala much. This is from the greatest ayat to show that we have to have ta'assi. Meaning, we have to follow the guidance of our Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Fi aqwali wa af'ali wa ahwali In his statements, in his actions and in all of his affairs And this uswa, this following example is categorizing two You have uswa hasana wa uswa sayyah You can have a good example and you can have a bad example The good example is what we're discussing now the Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Bad example is, there come in many ways. From them are those individuals that refuse to accept the truth, that want to remain upon what their forefathers were upon, and upon their families are upon. This is another mushkila that we face as well. Because our elders, it may have not reached them what reached us. So our elders sometimes are stubborn upon their ways. We found our fathers following a certain way and a religion. And we guide ourselves by their footsteps. This happens a lot. And Alhamdulillah, the generation that we have now, the youngsters that are coming through, is reaching them. Sunnah is reaching them. They're getting educated. But our fathers and our mothers, some of them still will be upon their old ways upon this. So don't be harsh towards them. Because they don't know any better. Use hikmah, use wisdom and how you speak to your mother and your father when it comes to relaying the deen. When it comes to relaying the sunnah. For indeed the messenger was described as a rahmah, as mercy. The messenger وسلم, was described as having care for his believers. So if you want and love your mother and love your father, then there is nothing and a better gift that you can give them is by introducing them to the haqq. But make it easy for them to accept the truth. Remember, they have probably been on this path for 40 years, 50 years. They don't know any better. They, when they were young, they were taught a certain way. And they grew up on that way. So they may have mukhalafat of the sunnah. They may have ways, but make dua to Allah. That Allah Azza wa Jal blesses you with hikmah and with ilm. 
that Allah softens their heart to accept it from you and it won't be trust me they will not accept it by you arguing with them constant argue raising your voice and not in good manners they won't accept because they'll just see you as somebody who was just born yesterday and now you're coming to preach them because for them to accept look what look what it entails for them to accept what you're bringing it means that his father and what he taught him for 30 40 years was wrong and his forefather as well so it's hard for them so have hikmah and how you explain things to your mother and your father it is their haq that you teach them but be wise and how you relate to them also another thing that Allah has established regarding the Messenger of Allah he says وَمَا كَانَ لِلْمُؤْمِنِ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَةٍ إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ وَرَسُولَهُ عَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمُ الْخِيرَ مِنْ أَمْرِهِمْ it is not for the believing man unbelieving woman that when Allah and the Messenger decree a matter that they should have any option or opinion in their decision that there likewise is a fundamental principle that we have to live by just as the other one that we accept whatever is decreed whether it be by way of the aqdar of dunya of mal and mawt we accept whether it be something that Allah has decreed by way of his religion by a law and a command we accept and it's not for us to have an opinion in that it's not for us to know better and that sometimes occurs this is why if you instill these principles from a young age to your children from the beginning of the affair to your wife and to your husband and then they know the importance of it then it will be easier for them to accept if someone has grown up knowing the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, knowing about the importance of him knowing about his affair knowing about his sunnah and what makan Allah has given this man and his sunnah وسلم, and that is instilled and is in the veins and is in the blood it's easier to accept so when the affair comes and the command and the hukum comes you accept it with ease I'm emphasizing so much because this is something that majority of you here have memorized majority of you have heard but have you implemented this in your home and in your daily lives do you have that lovely relationship with your wife why do I keep mentioning wife and husband I keep on mentioning that so many times because we have seen so many families being destroyed and at war with one another and these principles are not being utilized and if only this was present in their home life would be so easy because it's no longer regarding the husband or regarding the wife you submit to Allah's law and you're humble to Allah but we have too many husbands and wives at war with one another to even think about these things and due to the fact that they're in that state the ones that are affected they, they get affected and obviously their offspring get affected so reflect my brother and my sister also Allah has given the Prophet وسلم, that station that whatever he brings we have to accept 
wa ma nahaakum anhu fantahu whatever the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam gives you taib then take and whatever he forbids you then stay away from wattaqullah then allah says fear allah azza wa jal for indeed he is severe in punishment a hadith which goes in line with this the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam said innahu lam yakun nabi qabli illa kana haqqan alayhi an yadullu ummatu ala alkhair there was not a messenger before me except that it was his right to show his people and his qaum and his nation whatever was good then he would invite them to that and whatever was evil then he would warn them from that and that is the essence of an amr wan nahi no that every single command of allah lies good in it for us that's why allah commands us with that that's what the ulama say that every command from allah there is good in it for us and everything which allah forbids and the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam shar there is shar in it there is evil and harm in it for us that's why it's been made haram so whatever the messenger gives you meaning his sunnah then we are taking it and we accept it and a point on this which i would like to mention as well you can never ever get enough sunnah we always always have a debate in our homes is regarding well it's not wajib it's sunnah it's not wajib it's sunnah all of what we have mentioned about the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam his his makana his sunnah what it does by way of benefit we should be hadith we should be staunch in knowing everything about him what he has taught us or his companions that has reached us and act upon it not sit back and think well is that wajib what is that sunnah sah if you if you study it by min bab of you you want to have some ilm to know which category it falls in is it wajib or is it sunnah okay but how many of us really want to know it because of that reason as you can never ever as they could say you can never overdose with sunnah take as much as you can the more you have the more virtues you will have now inshallah after mentioning regarding following the wujub and the makana that allah azza wa jalla has given the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam now i wish to talk about jazal al muti'in the reward of those who obey the messenger how long have we been talking okay so so what's this chapter now what are these points on comes under what what is the chapter heading here huh those who follow the sunnah now what their reward is okay first one allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions kul in kuntum tuhibbun allah fattabi'uni say o muhammad to them if they indeed love allah fattabi'uni then follow me meaning the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam then what is the reward yuhibbukum allah wa yaghfir lakum dhunubakum wallahu ghafurur rahim allah will then love you and he will forgive you of your sins 
Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimullah ta'ala regarding this verse, he said, Allah subhanahu amarna bi'ittibar rasul wa ta'atihi wa muhabbatih wa an yakun Allah wa rasul ahabban ilayna mimma siwahuma that Allah has commanded us to follow the messenger and to be obedient to him and to love him wa an yakun Allah wa rasul ahabban ilayna that Allah and his messenger are more beloved to us than anything else and this necessitates وَظِمْنِ لَنَا بِطَاعَتِهِ وَمُحَبَّتِهِ مُحَبَّتَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ So if you love the messenger, if you love the messenger and you are obedient to him, then that will bring about the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn Kathir regarding this verse, he says, هذه الآية الكريمة حاكمة على كل من ندعي محبة الله ولم يتبع محمدا This verse is a, a verse that will be judging and ruling over every single person that claims to love Allah but doesn't follow the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam anyone who claims to love Allah but does not follow the sunnah of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam cannot love Allah his claim is batil and false this is why shaykh thayyimin rahimullah ta'ala said that the Salaf used to refer to this ayah, this verse as the verse of ibtila, of the verse of testing. If you really want to know how much a person loves Allah, then look how much he's adherent and obedient to the sunnah. This is why we say, when you see all these Sufis doing all these birthdays and doing all sorts of nonsense and claiming that they love the Messenger of Allah to this extreme, and they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The love of Allah is measured through following the authentic sunnah of our messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Shaykh, our Shaykh, Shaykh Rabi, Hafizullah ta'ala, he said that you will not gain the love of Allah except through the sunnah of the messenger. So that's another reason, imperative reason why we learn about this man, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, because we will not get the love of Allah. Based upon this verse, قُلْ إِنْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ Claim, if you love Allah, say to Muhammad, if you, if you claim to love Allah, then follow my sunnah. Then Allah will love you. If you follow his sunnah, only then will Allah love you and forgive you of your sins. So this is something that is a, is a mizan that we can measure ourselves. How much do we love Allah? We measure it through analyzing and looking at ourselves and how much sunnah are we following? How much sunnah are we using and utilizing daily in our lives? Are we all falling short? Billah alaykum. How much sunnah do you know? That you know this is sunnah, but you're not carrying it out. Imam Ahmad rahimallahu ta'ala, when he was questioned regarding why he memorized and how he memorized so much ahadith, he said there wasn't a hadith that he memorized except that he acted upon it. This is what kept that ilm. This is what made him memorize and help him memorize and keep it. So that's the first benefit. Second benefit, that Allah will forgive you of your sins if you are following the way of the sunnah. Some beautiful words now regarding Shaykh Al-Bani Rahimullah, regarding following the sunnah. وَأَعْلَمْ أَيُّ الْأَخَ الْمُسْلِمِ Know 
O fellow Muslim, whether it be brother or sister, لا يمكن لأحد أن يرقى إلى هذه المنزلة من الحب لله ولرسوله إلا بالتوحيد الله عز وجل في عبادته دون السواء. Know that you will not reach this station. You will not be raised to this station. طيب. Of loving Allah, having that love for Allah and His Messenger, except by establishing the Tawheed of Allah in His worship. That you worship Allah, that you single Allah alone in the Tawheed and in worship. طيب. وبإفراد طيب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بإتباع دون غيره that you single following the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم you follow his sunnah you single him out to follow him alone from amongst the ibad Allah no one else is followed no one else is put before the messenger of Allah based upon the statements that we of Allah وما يطيع الله وما يطيع الرسول فقد أطاع الله and also regarding the statement of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam La walladhi nafsi biyadi Law anna Musa kana hayyan Ma wasa'ahu illa an yattaba'ani The Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said By the one who's By the one my soul is in his hands By the one who has my soul in his hand That even Musa The Prophet Musa if he was to be alive, then he would have to follow me. Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. Qultu. Who's saying this now? Shaykh al-Bani. فَإِذَا كَانَ مِثْلُ الْمُوسَى كَلِيمَ اللَّهِ لَا يَسَعُ أَنْ يَتَّبِ غَيْرِ النَّبِيِّ فَهَلْ يَسَعُ ذَلِكَ غَيْرُهُ If the likes of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam who is Kalimullah, meaning Allah spoke to him directly. No other Prophet had that. Except the Messenger he spoke directly to on occasion. Musa would directly. If he was not allowed to do anything or enter anything in the religion other than to follow the Messenger, he couldn't go anywhere else except to follow exactly what the Messenger was, then he said, what about other than him? What about other than him? Meaning no one else has that haq. Uh, this is a clear cut proof that it is obligatory to single the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam in following his sunnah. And this is from the lawazim of the shahadatain. From the shahada anna Muhammad Rasulullah. So if you utter the shahada then from the it necessitates that you only sing on the messenger of Allah as one man that you follow his way and his sunnah. Moving on to some other reward that Allah Azza wa Jal has said and has placed the sunnah of the messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to gain Jannah. Tilka hudud Allah. Those are the limits that have been set by Allah. وَمَنْ يُطِعَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ يُدْخِلْهُ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِ عَلَى أَنْحَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا وَذَلِكَ الْفَوْزِ الْعَظِيمِ نَصَلَ اللَّهَ رَبِّ الْعَرْشِ الَّذِيمَ يَجْعَلْنَا مِنْهُمْ Those are the limits that Allah has set and whomsoever is obedient to Allah and His Messenger then we should admit him into gardens where the rivers flow there underneath and they will be eternally therein that is indeed a tremendous and great success. This Fawdul Azim 
it is in this life and likewise in the hereafter so they say Allah has made clear in the Quran whoever obeys Allah and his messenger then he will be Sa'id fil akhirah he will have bliss and he will be from those who are Sa'id meaning he will be the ones that will enter paradise and whoever transgressed the limits that Allah has set and is disobedient to Allah and his messenger then they will be punishment they will be punished in the hereafter and this is the difference between those who will have bliss and those who are individuals that will be uh, 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 the wretched ones that will be in punishment so that's another point of benefit in following this beautiful sunnah it leads you into jannah more proof of that is that you will not only enter into jannah but you will be with from the best of those individuals meaning the prophets allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions once again this is the shart whoever is obedient to allah and his messenger so that's the first shart once that is done they listen to what allah says as a reward then he will be in the company of those whom Allah has bestowed his grace upon and and who are they the prophets the truthful ones the martyrs and how how does Allah explain them he said and how excellent are these companions you will be amongst these individuals if we didn't have any other reason just to follow the sunnah except to get this tremendous reward in the akhirah you will be with the messengers in the akhirah you will be them with the martyrs and the truthful ones and the righteous ones it is sufficient for us to know every single last detail of the sunnah learn it act upon it and spread it for every person you teach the sunnah it will fall back on you so don't just be individuals that want to learn and act upon it be upon those individuals I want to propagate and spread the authentic Sunnah the reason why this verse came down and look from the mercy of Allah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha she says Jaa rajul ila nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam faqal ya rasulallah innaka la uhibbak ilayya min nafsi la ahabba ilayya min nafsi she said that a person came to the messenger and said O messenger of Allah you are extremely beloved to me more beloved to me than my own self and you are more beloved to me than you are more beloved to me than my children and when i at home wa inni la akuna fil bayt and when i am at home fa adhkuruk la ilaha illallah that when i am at home i remember you i think of you o messenger of allah Look at to the daraja that they were and they lived with him. They lived with him and they sat with him. But even returning at home, this is how they felt. And yet we are void of his sunnah in our home. We let hours and hours and hours go where his name is not even mentioned. Hours go where we don't even mention or don't act upon any hadith or any of this something that will give us life in our homes, that will bring about the khair in our homes. 
But yet look at the companions. He said, oh messenger of Allah, indeed I love you. I love you more than my children. I love you more than my own self. And when I'm at home, I remember you and I think of you. And I cannot be patient, this feeling that I have, and I have to leave my home and I have to come and I have to look towards you. I have to come and see you. And then listen to how sad this is. I mean, how do I translate it and utter it? فَإِذَا ذَكَرْتَ مَوْتَ وَمَوْتِكَ عَرَفْتَ أَنَّكَ إِذَا دَخَلْتَ الْجَنَّةَ رَفَعَتْ مَعَ النَّبِيِّينَ He said, I want to think of my death. I want to think of your death. Look at the feeling that enters into his heart and has it. He said, I know that you will enter paradise. And I know that you will be with the prophets. وَأَنِّي إِذَا دَخَلْتَ الْجَنَّةَ He's not even sure. And if I was to reach paradise, فَخَشَيْتُ أَنْ لَا أَرَاكَ I fear I won't see you. So first he's saying, if, he doesn't even know, if I reach Jannah, I fear that I won't see you, Ya Rasulullah. And this saddened him because of the love that he had for the Messenger. And then the Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, didn't remain quiet, didn't say nothing. Until Jibreel, Alayhi Salatu Wasallam, came down and then reveal this verse وَمَنْ يُتِعَ اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولَ فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ عَنَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّيكِينَ وَالشُّدَعَاءِ وَالصَّالِئِينَ Then this verse came down Indeed whoever obeys Allah and obeys the Messenger then indeed he will be with the Prophets and the truthful ones, the martyrs and the Salihin Pray that Allah makes us from them And look أُنْظُلْ إِلَى رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ Look at the mercy of Allah that Allah Azza wa Jal, that if you are obedient to Him and obedient to His Messenger, because of that, and because of the mercy of Allah, He will make sure that you will be with them. And another narration, it mentions that you will be with the ones that you love. That in itself is what we need to really reflect upon because we have so much death around us. How many of our family members are we are losing? And it's so hard. It is so hard at that time. May Allah keep us firm when we are tested. But when you lose your mother, and when you lose your father, or you lose your beloved wife that you've lived all your life with, or even one of these children now, that Allah has blessed you with, and you have you allowed to see them grow, and then they come to a certain age, and you are tested with the death of a child. All of these relations are so close. And indeed it hurts the heart. But when you know things like this, that if with Allah's mercy, and with the condition that we are obedient to Allah and His Messenger, that we are following the way of the Sunnah, and with Allah's mercy, if we get there, then you'll be with the ones that you love. That is Rahma ala Rahma. That you will be in a place that never ends with the one that you love. From the depth of your heart that you love, that if Allah blesses you and them to get there, you will be together. That in itself is something, subhanAllah, that we should be thankful servants. It is something that we should thank Allah day and night in sajda. And pray that we, are, we reach there and we are with our loved ones. Now, we're going to talk about 
the station that Allah has given this sunnah that anyone that opposes this sunnah then there severe consequences so we just talked about the tremendous reward now we're going to talk about the ones that oppose the sunnah the ones that abandon the sunnah ones that don't give it no importance to learn it don't act upon it then listen to what Allah has mentioned and the messenger has mentioned the first point that we talk about that is something that can lead to disbelief yes sunnah knowing it but abandoning it it is something that can lead to disbelief Obey Allah and the Messenger. And if they turn away, then indeed Allah does, does not like those who disbelieve. Allah mentions in the same verse where He says, Be obedient to Allah and the Messenger. But if they turn away, then Allah referred to that turning away that He doesn't like the disbeliefs. Allah has mentioned, or Afwan, the ulama, they have mentioned that this is something that can lead into kufr. Knowing the sunnah and constantly abandoning it is, is the khutawat, is the steps that can finally lead to disbelief. And indeed Allah Azza wa threatens us with the fire. Just as there is, and this is something I always find amazing, that if you look throughout our deen, there are certain things that Allah has legislated that if utilized correctly that same thing will have so much reward but that same thing if it's utilized wrongly it can have so much punishment yet it's the same thing look at the tongue look at our limbs if our tongue and our limbs and our private part are utilized correctly there's reward if the same things are utilized wrong there's severe punishment. Likewise, the Quran. Quran is something for you, for you or against you. The Sunnah is something for you or against you. And that is from the extreme perfection and wisdom of Allah that He has utilized these things, that something can be for you or against you, but yet it's the same thing, depending on Niyyah. And depending if it's utilized correctly so just like the sunnah can get you to jannah the abandonment of this sunnah is something that will cast you into the hellfire and whoever is disobedient to allah and his messenger and transgress his limits he will be entered into the hellfire and, and he will remain there eternally and what a severe punishment he has so there is Allah threatens you of the one who abandons and is disobedient to the sunnah also Allah Azza wa Jal he has mentioned that the ones those disbelievers and those who disobeyed they will wish that they were buried in the earth on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. So Kufr and those who disobeyed the Messenger of Allah will be in despair. And they will only wish that they are buried in the earth. 
but they will not be able to hide. On that day, on that day, sorry, nothing can be hidden, and everything will be known to Allah Azza wa Jal. But look, from the punishments is that you will be in despair and in regret on that day, and that regret and despair is a form of punishment as well. Likewise, Allah Azza wa Jalla has mentioned, "وَمَن يُشَاكِكِ الرَّسُولَ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ الْحُدَى وَيَأْتَبِ غَيْرَ السَّبِيلِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَلِهِ مَا تَوَلَّى وَنُسْلِهِ جَهَنَّمُ وَسَاعَةٌ مَصِيرَةٌ." And once again, threatened with the hellfire, Allah He says, "And whoever opposes the Messenger, al-Rasul, Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, after." The guidance and the huda has been made manifest to him and clear to him, and then he follows a path other than the path of the believers. Then we shall keep him in the path that he has chosen. So what we understand from this as well that if you constantly oppose the sunnah, constantly opposing it, then Allah Azza wa Jalla then will turn your hearts. Then Allah will leave you in that path, that path of opposing the sunnah. And then, due to Allah's perfect wisdom, He will leave you on that path in order for you to gain what sin and sin and sin. And then Allah Azza wa will burn him in the hellfire. And what an evil destination! All of these things, my brothers, are connected, and my sisters are all connected in opposing the Sunnah. So we have to learn the Sunnah so we know it, so we don't oppose it, and we have to pray to Allah Azza wa Jal. Not just that we learn that Allah softens our hearts, so we accept this truth. Because a mushkila is knowing the truth is one thing, but accepting it and acting upon it is something else. The Yahud they know the hak, but they won't accept it. Many of Ahl al Bid'ah they know the hak, but they don't want to accept it because of their desires or because their makan and their station or because whatever it may be or because of the YouTube hits or because of the wealth that they're gathering from. Propagating this innovation, whatever it may be. Once again, Shaykh Islam ibn Taymiyyah, regarding this verse, he says, regarding the one that opposes the way of the Messenger, he said, "فَكُلُّ مَنْ شَاكَ الرَّسُولَ بَعْدَ تَبَيْنَ لَهُ الْحُدَى فَكَدِ اتَّبَعَ غَيْرَ السَّبِيلِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ." Everybody that opposes the way of the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, after guidance has been made manifest to him and clear to him, then he has indeed followed a path other than the believers. And every person, and every person that follows the path other than the path of the believers, meaning the people of the Sunnah, then he has opposed the Sunnah. So they go in line together. These two go in together. So whoever opposes will naturally fall into a path which is the path other than the Sunnah and the believers. And whoever is on the path of other than the believers and the Sunnah has opposed the Messenger. So these two go in together. Another evil consequences of opposing the Sunnah, Allah Azza wa Jalla mentions. فَلْيَحْذِرِ الَّذِينَ يُخَالِفُونَ الْعَمْرِ أَن تُصِيبُهُمْ فِتْنَةٌ أَوْ يُصِيبُهُمْ عَذَابٌ عَلِيمٌ. Be aware and be warned. 
for the one that opposes his affair, the affair of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Because if he does this, to see buhum fitna, he will have fitna, fitna upon this earth. Then that fitna may be become by way of him being trialed in his deen. It may be by him being trialed in the dunya, by way of his family or by his wealth. Whatever way, it will come to him. And he will also yusibun adhabun alim, a very painful torment and punishment. All of this, ikhwa, by turning away from the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. And I always mention when I go to Umar, for those of you who have traveled with me, I always utilize this verse when we're at Jabal Uhud. And we're explaining the story regarding the battle of Uhud, what happened with the Muslims and the Kuffar. There was a misunderstanding. We don't say that the, um, the Sahaba outright disobeyed, knowing that it was a mukhalifa that they did it. But the messenger told the archers to remain on the mountain and not to come down, regardless whatever situation you see, remain on the mountain. And once the archers saw that the believers were overcoming the disbelievers with the permission of Allah and they retreated, they thought the battle was finished. And due to them thinking that the battle was finished, they thought that that command was no longer applicable. Because the messenger said, don't come down regardless of what takes place. So they thought that the battle was finished. So some of them decided to come down. Some of them said, no, the messenger said, remain. Some of them said, we have to come down. And Allah referred to them as losing faith and losing, uh, having tanaza' dispute amongst one another. The last one, the last courage. And then they disputed amongst one another. And then because of that, the whole battle was lost. And 70 odd companions were martyred. But Allah set that example. But the ulama, they use that as a tremendous story and a ibrah for us. If that is the hal of companions that thought the battle was finished. Wasn't an outright disobedient command. Or wasn't, wasn't outright disobedient. And it's not something which was a ma'asi, where they outright thought, oh, we're sinning. And if that was a detrimental consequences, then what about you and me? What about the mukhalifah that we have of the sunnah? What about the abandonment of the ilm that we know about the sunnah, but we don't do? And even worse than that, what about the sins that we fall into? Sins that our messenger told us do not do. And we all fall short that we pray that Allah forgives us. And Allah is most merciful that He has legislated this thing of istighfar and tawbah. Because if we didn't have istighfar and tawbah, we're finished. We're doomed. Because Allah has created us weak. But we just have to keep on trying and trying and trying. We fall short, we seek forgiveness. We fall short, we have tawbah. We seek tawbah. And we keep on striving. But this is something that will keep us safe. The more we cling on to these things that we have mentioned, the safer we will be and the stronger we will be against the evil forces of the evil of ourselves, the evil of the shayateen al-ins wal-jinn, the evil of these devils from amongst mankind and likewise from amongst the jinn. Because the stronger we have, the more weaponry we have, because this is, this is armor for us, a protection and a shield for us. So the more we live like this, the more that we are protected. So let's not be of these individuals that Allah has described. 
that yawma ya'uddu zalimu ala yadayhi wa yaqul ya laytani ittakhadtu ma'ar rasul sabila let's not be from these individuals that on the day of judgment the wrongdoers those who were disobedient they will bite on their hands and he will say whoa if i only took that path of the messenger because on that day that deep regret everybody would acknowledge and allah has described that he will be biting his hands in stress and in regret that if i only would have followed the path of this man muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam so while we're here now while we have heard these verses and these ahadith while allah is still giving us life and our hearts are pumping let's change tonight let's change in how we are even if we act upon two or three ahadith more than what we're doing now even if we go out and teach our wives a bit more teach our children a bit more let our children let our sons and our daughters constantly have muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam upon their tongues let them not have these other stars football stars or other singers or other individuals it's not right that our children and us know other characters and know they and we've taken time out to learn about them and yet they will not benefit us but this man and his sunnah will indeed benefit us and he will not forsake us on the day we will need it most on this day so we will not be going around from those individuals that are biting their fingernails and living in regret and saying woe be to us if we could only go back and follow his way we have that opportunity now we have that my brother and my sister to do it now while we are living also another verse يوم تقلب وجوههم في النار يقولون يقولون يا يا ليتنا اطعنا اطعنا الله واطعنا الرسول that on that day when their faces will be turned over into the fire then they will say woe be to us if we only obeyed Allah and obeyed man his messenger rasula look how Allah has there's, there's no excuse really ikhwa there's no excuse falling short it can happen we're not malaika we're not angels but we have no excuse for abandoning the sunnah we have no excuse to be lazy in this regard and nobody knows how long we have left yes the normies the elder people they go first but we don't know how many of you are sitting here today how many family members have you lost that are probably younger than you or around about the same age so let's not have this sofa sofa that we will do it tomorrow 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 for indeed that is the most beloved thing to the shaitan and his strongest weapon that he has that he makes bani adam always say sofa tomorrow tomorrow And I think we've uh, finished there. That that was all regarding just the ayat. And inshallah bi idnillah ta'atul rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam fi sunnah. Inshallah that part inshallah will be part 2 bi idnillah. That we inshallah can continue because what we've just mentioned was majority of what? Ayat. So we still have been obedient to the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam the adillah and proof which is through the sunnah. But inshallah, we'll leave that for another time, because I believe our brother 
and our companion Abu Hakim is close be idhnillah and I have been speaking one hour and 22 minutes and I never go over an hour no. let's have a look at this what's he saying okay our brother Abu Hakim has arrived and he will be starting in five minutes inshallah title if you obey him you will be guided there you go alhamdulillah Jazakumullah khairan ikhwan If there's any shortcomings inshallah Then that is from myself and from the shaitan And anything which was of khair and, and alhamdulillah Mawaffaq Is from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But wallah brothers please And sisters Those of you that are present And those of you that are listening online These are not my words These are just reminders that I've translated This is the words of Allah azza wa jal These are the words of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wasallam Do not be from those individuals that just come to the gathering Meet brothers and it's nice Alhamdulillah Foods outside, we had coffees, we had um, What's that, carrot cakes That's all nice Let that be a bonus But let's walk away here And let this be something that will change our lives Let this be something that we will act upon And we can always do more Yes, there are. I admit there are people here that are more knowledgeable than me I admit there are people that are probably have a higher rank with Allah than me. But increase in what you have. Increase and spread that to your families and to your children. Let us have individuals, alhamdulillah, let us have our homes that are filled with the dhikr of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and with alhamdulillah tatbiq of his sunnah. So alhamdulillah, we can come on that great day and we are individuals, alhamdulillah, that will be pleasing to Allah and will be individuals, alhamdulillah, that can be with the messengers and the shuhada and the martyrs. Ameen. Aqooli qawli hadha astaghfirullah li wa lakum fastaghfiruhu innahu huwa al-ghafoor rahim Jazakumullahu khairan